This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 520, Proficiently Ponder Politeness in IELTS Speaking, part two. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today, we'll brainstorm situations for answering a very challenging speaking part two question about being polite and give you two rock star sample answers. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get confident. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey, Jessica, what's going on today? What is going on today? James and I are going to go skateboarding after school. Oh, he fun. So Santa brought him a skateboard uh, and a helmet mm. and pads. Pads are necessary okay. for starting. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, we've already gone to the park to practice a couple times and he's really good. So good. I just sort of like I bring my dog and I run alongside with him and he just skates back <laughs> and forth and we just like chat while he's oh, skating. That's cool. It's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds so fun. Man, I wanted to skateboard when I was a kid, but I didn't have the guts. I was too scared. <laughs> I know, right? It really is. It really is an activity that you have to get in before fear yeah. is a thing. Yes. When yeah. you're little, right? Mm-hmm. When like you're yeah. still kind of close to the ground. So falling isn't that big of a deal. And yeah. like when you're six, hopefully your experience of life is that you kind of rock at everything. That yeah. right? Like yep. that's what you mm-hmm. want a six-year-old to think. So yeah. he just approaches everything with confidence, right? And that's- he just so like cool. nailed it right away. Wow, that's so cool. It's like skiing. Skiing is like that too. It's like yeah. if you don't learn between the window of like three and 10, I don't know, right. then you realize like how hurt you could get yeah, skiing. Exactly. But you don't like as an adult, it's just a whole different ball game to learn to ski as an adult versus as a kid. It's That's, that's <laughs> a good idiom, a whole different ball game. It that totally is, is though. Yeah, because <laughs> then you start thinking, oh, my knee could twist this way. I could run into oh. that tree, this like... You yep. yeah, all you can see are like the negatives or like yep. yeah, the and danger. the repercussions, right? In your life, you're like, well, my insurance isn't that good, so maybe I should right? take that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to you know be injured right now. I'm you know I have to take care of my son and yeah. run a marathon. I don't know, right. but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. So guys, um, we want to take out all the dangers of IELTS. For you yes. guys. And yep. we had a student that had um, a difficult experience on the speaking exam. Got a part two question. That's really hard. So let me just read um, the post 
from the student. Okay. Um, my speaking exam was very bad. I got the topic. Describe a moment when you have to be polite. Can you give some tips uh, how to give an intro or some situations for this for this answer? What this is hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, this is tough. So, and and which is this speaking parts one, two, or three? Remind me. This is speaking part two. I think okay. some, um, the like there are questions on speaking part one about politeness. How maybe, or maybe it's a part three question. Like, how is being polite different from being nice? Which is a mm. that's a tough question, and it is an IELTS question. And it's really hard, but this, so that's a part three, and this is a part two. Describe a moment when you have to be polite. Um, so, oh my gosh, how would we even approach this? Let's do some brainstorms first. And this is quite culture specific as well, I think. Um, I think of polite situations as being also formal situations usually. Yeah, I I would probably go to a story here, try to tell a personal story. Is that what you would do? Totally. Always yeah. in part to you guys, tell yep. a story whenever you can. So it's like the first the first image that you come up with, the first situation that comes to mind, go yeah. with that. Brainstorm mm-hmm. notes about that. Organize your notes, right? From beginning of the story to the end of the story and that one minute to take notes. And then when you talk, use your notes, glance down at them. Look back up to make eye contact with the examiner and move through your story in an organized way. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This could be like a job interview or like meeting your future wife's parents. Right. That was my thought. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's a big one. Mm -hmm. That would be huge. Like, when do you need to make good impressions? Um, That's really – I think any of those situations would be good answers to this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, but I like what you said, you know, go with the first story that comes to mind. Don't waste time like jumping from story to story, entertaining different story possibilities because right. you waste so much time that you could be spending building out that story, building out the details in your mind before you answer. Exactly. And even, and there's no wrong idea. And students are always worried about, you know, right or wrong answers. There's no right or wrong answer on the speaking exam. Um, I mean, mm. I just like just in the two seconds that Lindsay was talking just then, I sort of had like a frantic second in my mind, like, oh, my God, what am I going to talk about for this sample answer? You know what? The first thing that came to mind was the Chuck E. Cheese party that I just went to because there were Mm. some other parents there that I didn't know. And so you have to be polite at first. And even though that's not – I wouldn't think that's like a formal (laughs) situation. Nonetheless, that's the first thing I thought of. So that's what I'm going to talk about. Uh, I love it. I love it. So first thoughts, right? First thoughts. <laughs> just go with it. And like, just remember the strategy of honesty, guys. Even if you think this is kind of a weird answer, right? It doesn't matter. You thought of it for a reason. It connected for you for a reason. So just explain that connection. And really, you could you could talk about anything after that as long as you explain why you connected it to the topic. You could just go off. I'm going to go off about a Chuck E. Cheese party. And even though that seems like that's not polite, it's video games. Nonetheless, it does answer the question. 
Yeah. And so when we're going, so this, this question is tough because it feels like it's a lot less fo- less focused than other yeah, questions. So it's just totally. describe a time when you had to be polite. So do we need to come back to the politeness factor of the time often in the answer? Or do we just describe that scenario and what happened there? Okay. So that's a, that's a really good question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, as long as you connect your answer to the topic on the card in the beginning, you're mm-hmm. fine. You really do not have to, you don't have to stick to that for the whole answer. Okay. Um, as long as you connect it in the beginning, explain how your story connects to the topic in the beginning right away, you're fine. Then all okay. that's required of you is that you just, you describe that story in detail as much description as you can and let the examiner stop you at two minutes. That's your goal. You like, don't worry about the organization of like a conclusion or connecting it back or summarizing. You don't have to do that in part two. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. That's important. Yeah, totally. Okay. So Lindsay, do you oh know what you're going to talk about? I have, yeah, I have an idea. I do have an idea. So I'm going to give a, um, take a crack at it here. I like that expression. I'm going to take, take a crack at it and do it. my best. <laughs> That's awesome. Guys, that would be awesome to introduce your answer just like in part two to be like, all right, this is a super tough topic, but I'm going to take a crack at it. Here we go. Okay. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Let me get my clock and okay. go. Okay, could you ask the question just so I can start off oh, on the right yeah, foot? Sure, okay. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> wow, you've come up with so many idioms today. I love it. All right, um, Lindsay, could you describe a moment when you have to be polite? Okay, so in order to answer this question properly, I'm going to go straight to a personal story that happened about a month ago. So I took a trip out to San Francisco with my partner to enjoy a weekend with my partner's family. And the the reason that it was important to be polite in this situation is that family really matters, right? I mean, when it comes to the person that you're dating, it's really important that you are on the good side of their family, right? Right. You know, if you might have a future with this person, it's important to be on the good side of the family. So um, there were three different pieces where I was making an extra effort to be especially <laughs> polite and to go above and beyond as much as I could um, while still remaining my authentic self. So the first mm. situation was in gift giving. Right. So it was around the holiday time. So I came with gifts and that was part of, you know, expressing my appreciation for the week in San Francisco. Um, I I was able to to choose specific gifts for each member of the family. And that was, you know, I think that was well received by them. And the second thing, <laughs> the way that I was polite and then I made an, ex- an especially strong effort to, to be kind of cordial is that I offered to pay for different things throughout the week, perhaps ah. a little too much, actually. <laughs> I think I overstepped my boundaries a few times when I tried to, to break out the credit card to pay in situations where actually other people wanted to pay. Um, uh. But I learned from those situations, and that's fine. Situations like, um, for example, buying a tour for the family. We did a ghost tour in San Francisco, a city of San Francisco night walking tour. And I was able to reserve that in advance and pay for it. Um, I also offered to buy drinks and that was a way to show my politeness and my respect for the family. Mm. And, you know, and, and the third way that I was able to and be polite around them was just 
try to get to know them on a personal and level. And good. Okay. Whoa, that was awesome, guys. So much good vocabulary there. Um, I love the vocab that came out around politeness. Guys, come back to the blog, uh, all ears ielts.allersenglish.com. <laughs> this is episode 520. I'll put this vocab in the blog post. So like, firstly, obviously it was like organized really well, right? I love how you introduced it. In order to answer this question, I'm going to go straight to a personal story. That's an awesome introduction. Um, and then you had like the three ways of that you were polite throughout this story. That was awesome. And then cordial, awesome adjective for being polite. It's sort of old timey. It's sort yeah, it of is. like, yeah, yeah it's it a is, good it word. Is. Um, and then, <laughs> <laughs> the idiom overstepping boundaries. So mm. like this, like crossing a line. These are two mm. idioms when maybe you went a bit overboard at some mm-hmm. point, guys. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think this happens a lot in politeness, right? Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. when it's combined with trying to impress oh, someone, yeah. you know, because oh, you're yeah. like, no, I could do this. I could do that. And so we do <laughs> often end up um, overstepping yeah. boundaries sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like that was a perfect mm-hmm. example. Sure. Maybe offering to pay one too many times. One too many times. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. So much good vocab. Okay. Um, All right. My turn. Oh, this is going to be – that's a tough one to follow. That was like a perfect part two. Okay. Do you you want me to time you here? We can run the the timer. Here we go. Okay. Okay. So I'll I'll ask you the question. Here we go. So uh, talk about a time when you had to be especially polite, Jessica. Go for it. Okay. Wow. This is, so usually I would correlate politeness with more formal situations. Like I feel like I should be talking about a job interview or um, giving a presentation or some business context. But honestly, the very first thing that came to mind was uh, the most recent experience I had when meeting strangers, when meeting people that I had never known before. The context is n- could not be more informal. The context is at um, Chuck E. Cheese. We went to a friend's, a little friend's birthday party. He was turning seven, our little friend Harlan. And um, the other, there were only like three kids at the party because the mom wanted to keep it small, keep it intimate. But the thing is, like, I, I knew her, but I didn't know the other mom that was there. So I would say for the first, like a good half hour, we didn't really communicate about anything like genuine. We weren't ourselves. We weren't relaxed because we didn't know mm. each other. So mm. there was sort of a half hour of like polite small talk, you know? So um, uh, how do you know Jordan? How how does your son know Harlan? Just very like small talky, um, inconsequential, not uncomfortable questions. But the way we got beyond the politeness, beyond the formality was when we finally asked each other, so what do you do? What do you do? You know, what kind of job do you have? Um, and it turns out we're both, we love language and words and those, that's our job. And we made such like an immediate connection that all the formalities went out the window. The way we were, the, our posture changed. We relaxed more in our chairs. We actually sat down with each other <laughs> and all the adults could, you know, just like start enjoying the food and conversation flowed more easily. So I definitely realized that it is That's important. two minutes. Oh, wow. That was awesome. Fast. Yeah, because you, especially you, you built energy as you went through the answer too. I love that. I got more excited. 
as I went along. I hear that a lot in students, guys. So don't, I think it's okay in speaking part one, if you're uh, a little bit nervous at first, that's to be expected. But I do hear it very often, guys, you warm up, students warm up as you go Mm -hmm. along. So I think students worry sometimes about um, the anxiety with those first couple answers. Don't worry about it. I don't think you're graded on those first couple answers. <laughs> You'll warm up. You'll get it going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially, I mean, especially if you're telling personal stories, especially in part two, right? Where exactly. you've been able to dig in deep into a story. And, you know, also in your simple answer here, Jessica, your tone of voice got more varied, got more exciting. It pulled me in as a listener. Awesome. And I think those factors would combine to really increase that score. Oh, for sure. For sure. Guys, this is definitely one of those episodes to listen to a few times. Um, we're gonna, I love the idea of mimicking to improve pronunciation, right? So mm. um, both Lindsay and my answers, guys, listen to a few times, take down some notes. How did we um, organize our answers? How did we transition from one moment to the next in our stories? Because that's mm. like, that's kind of a template. If you yeah. can write down some of those transition phrases, you can use them too. Oh, totally. And I liked your transition phrase. You said, but honestly, right? You said, I, th- I think I should be speaking about this, but honestly, I'd rather speak <laughs> about this. That was kind of a nice, a very human transition phrase. I liked that. Ooh, I like that. Human transition <laughs> phrases. I want to, st- I want to start a list of human transition phrases. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> awesome. So good, that's so, so fun. Um, so guys, if you want to learn all the strategies, so you won't be nervous on your exam. So you control everything you can in your preparation and on exam day. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S and you can get into the system, meet me on Skype, and really just get past IELTS this year. Yeah, this is the year, especially because now we have doubled down on our guarantee, guys. As you've heard on other episodes, we are now offering not only your, if you do not increase your score, you'll get your course feedback, but you'll also get refunded for the price of your exam. Okay, so you can't lose here, guys. As long as you do all the work, you can't lose. Totally. Yeah, it's amazing, guys. That's how confident we are Um, because we got the numbers. You can can see the student (laughs) success stories. We got the numbers. So now's the time. Time. <laughs> Now's the time. There we go. All right, guys. Allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. And we're out of here for now. Awesome. Talk to you soon, Jessica. Take Have care. Have a good week. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.